Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick off with something fun. Now the Beatles are making one last final record. Yes, Paul, John, George, and Ringo. Now before you sit back and say, oh, Kim Commando, John and George are dead. You know, I have to tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Uh, Paul's not dead. And that's really all you need. It turns out Paul McCartney is bringing the Beatles back to life with AI from what he calls the very last Beatles song. He's used artificial intelligence algorithms to separate John's voice from a background piano in a really old demo. He remastered it uh, with producers, and it's going to be released later this year. And if you think about it, he gets by with a little help of... AI. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. I'm Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess here with you. And you've tapped into the nation's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. And you're about to get more tech smart because every single thing is now a tech thing. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. And we're streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free. Over at commando.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a big old yellow button that says Commando Community. And yes, I did say commercial-free. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And if you need tech support right now, this very minute, you need somebody who you can trust to just come on your computer and fix it or your Wi-Fi or your printer, whatever it is, I want you to reach out to my team of tech experts at getkimshelp.com. Once again, that's getkimshelp.com. Every single day, I visit over 30 different websites to make sure that you and I are both up to date on all things digital. And here are five things that you need to know that's happening right now. And we're going to start with the Canadian wildfires. I mean, of course, they're causing a huge plunge in air quality across the United States. Uh, 12 million acres burned. And if you're on the East Coast, you know it's there. If you try to take a picture of it with your smartphone, you may have noticed that something strange is going on. What is happening? Your phone just isn't capturing the dusty haze all around you. It looks normal, but there's a reason. You see, the algorithms are filtering it out. Your phone automatically wants to color correct and white balance and adjust contrast to all your pictures. And this is fine, but it doesn't work for wildfires or in cloudy situations. Now, according to Vice, most phone brands use sensors from Sony that are trained on something called, I know, this is techie, a quad bear filter. Yes, It's a type of architecture. These sensors work hand-in-hand with different algorithms from various phone brands, but they all go through AI training on millions of images. So they're taught to detect scenes and subjects and scenarios, and they pick out exposure settings that gives you the perfect shot. So that's why when you're taking this photo that you're like, hmm, I don't see the orange haze from wildfires. So you may need to turn off all those filters. Uh, Next on our list on number two Your phone might be terrible at recognizing wildfires, but it's really good about recognizing your booty. Yes, the Google Photos app is now able to recognize faces even when people have their backs to the camera. 
apparently can identify and label most people correctly when facing away. Yeah. How does it work? Google's up its machine learning models to recognize people based on the things that they wear, their gait, how they stand, their mannerisms, and other visual clues. And that's not the only Google update that has to do with your booty. If you have trouble finding jeans that fit online, it's a bummer. Well, now Google has a way to solve that problem. It has created a new generative AI tool that lets you try on clothes from hundreds of brands. So if you see a pair of pants that you like on Google Shopping, there may be a try on button at the bottom of the screen. So you click that and you're navigated to a bar on the side with different models showing different body types and skin tones. And then you just have to pick the one that closely remembers, resembles the way that you look and then bam, you can see how it might look on your body. Hmm. You know, that's that old line, like, you know, how these jeans look. Do they make you look fat? You know, no, they make you look fabulous. But along the same lines, what did the avocado say to itself in the mirror? What did the avocado say to itself in the mirror? Anyone? You're fat, but you're a good fat. <laughs> yes. All right. Number three. Oh, I hated this happening to me. I had a catalytic converter stolen out of my truck this past year, and it's just a pain. And there's been a massive surge in catalytic converter thefts, and the reason why it's an easy target. A converter can fetch upwards of 300 500 800 bucks on the black market. It's just dangling there on your car. Now, Carfax says more than 153000 have been stolen in the last year alone. So what can you do to counter thieves? And again, we're talking about this on a tech show. Well, I thought this was so innovative. I just want to tell you about it. The Los Angeles Police Department has come up with an answer. Etch your car's VIN number right into the catalytic converter. They have a new device called the InstaEtch. It's a Bluetooth-enabled device that engraves all the numbers with a high-temp spray paint. And the LAPD is holy, holding monthly events where you get your catalytic converter etched for free. And the, another thing that they're doing is they're slapping a marked by the LAPD stamp right on the converter. So if that doesn't tell you to back off, nothing will. I think this is just fabulous. So every police department should be doing something like this. And in your local communities, you know, reach out to your police department and say, hey, the LAPD is doing this. How about we do it too? Uh, next on our list at number four, what's the one thing that you can't do at a poker table in Vegas? Well, aside from maybe win. You can't pull out your phone or take photos for obvious reasons. But as more and more phone and social media Gen Zers are turning 21, MGM casinos are relaxing this just a bit. So the casino now has a brand new policy that allows guests to go ahead and take selfies, vids, and even live streams. But here's the deal. MGM says that the photos and videos must be for personal use only. Now, for live streams and longer videos, you still have to have their approval. But you can actually take photos at the poker table if the dealer's cool with it but you can't live stream in the poker room. And at MGM, guests can actually text while playing games and chat on the phone just a little bit. You know, I read this and I was at MGM. I took Ian to teach him how to gamble for the first time. And I gave him a hundred bucks and we were playing blackjack. It was so fun to play blackjack with him. And the kid actually walked away with $600. <laughs> I was like, yes. But anyway, when I was at the MGM, I like to joke around. And there was a security guard standing there by all the slot machines. And so I... I looked at him and I said, hey, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody, but which machine here uh, pays off the most? Just just point to it. You can even just point with your nose and I'll figure out which one it is. And he looked at me and he said, no, I'll use my finger. And he pointed over at the ATM machine. <laughs> I thought that was so good. 
Uh, finally, this coming in at number five. When a, Louisiana, when a Louisiana man, when a man from Louisiana goes to Florida, does he become a Florida man? Jacob Persifil is a 20-year-old guy from Louisville. No, Louisiana. One day he had an epiphany. He wanted to be the next Steve Irwin. Now, the thing is that Jacob didn't go after a crocodile, but he decided to jump into an alligator pit and record a video of it and put it on TikTok. So you might be wondering, what is going on here? He was at the Bush Gardens theme park in Florida. So bystanders watched as he just dove in, mimicking Steve Irwin's accent as security yelled at him to get out. Ooh, crikey. Then he posted this whole video to TikTok. Now, of course, he thought that he would be a social media superstar after all this. But the police jumped in, yes. An arrest warrant was issued. Uh, now, Jacob is facing just a slew of charges, burglary, trespassing, and a theft of services. You know, I started thinking about this. You know, I was going to cook an alligator for dinner, but then I realized I only had a crock pot. Yes, oh, that was the best one. I cracked myself up. All right, coming up, we have 10 tech freebies that you want to grab right now. Oh, we have the secrets to looking great in selfies. And then we have our question of the week. Yeah, it's kind of a different question that we ask you, the home listener, and our special guest contestant. And of course, we have all of your fantastic phone calls. And you have me, Kim Commando. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 Once again, it's a way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're just too shy to come on a show, I get that. I do. I understand. You can just drop me your question over at the website, commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. We have a pair of special guests joining us today right now. Grandma Joy Ryan, she's 93 years old, and she just wrapped up an incredible journey. Get this. She's visited all 63 U.S. national parks in just the last couple of years. That's right, all 63. Now, she didn't do it alone. She had a sidekick, her very own grandson, Brad Ryan. Now, Grandma Joy isn't just a seasoned traveler. She's actually now a record breaker. She's the oldest person to have ever visited all of our national parks. Isn't that incredible? Now, here's the thing. Grandma Joy and her grandson, Brad, they're not done yet. They're not even close. Uh, in just a few weeks, they're going to be heading off to Kenya. And to tell us all about their incredible adventures and future plans is Grandma Joy Ryan and, of course, her grandson, Brad Ryan. Hi there, guys. How did this adventure even start? Well, it started in 2015 when I was in my fourth year of veterinary school. And I had a very limited window during my clinical year to get away. But um, when an opportunity presented itself, I remembered a conversation I had with her about five years prior when she told me kind of casually that she regretted that she never got to see a mountain in her life. And so it was a heartbreaking revelation in my in my opinion because she had so much life left to live anybody that has seen her on instagram at grandma joy's road trip or has seen her on tv knows that this is not your typical uh 93 year old woman and so i i offered to take her on a weekend road trip thinking that it would be a one and done experience but she climbed mountains with me on that that trip and it really inspired <laughs> me to keep the adventure going and so that's that's really how it began where did you go on that first trip? We went to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which was about seven hours from from our hometown. And then how did you come up with the idea to do all 63 national parks from there? Wow. It felt so good doing that with her that 
I couldn't stop obsessing over the images in my brain of, of her seeing Old Faithful blow up and uh, walking through the redwood trees of California or seeing the sunset over the Grand Canyon. So it was really a matter of just stepping into the power of manifestation. And I, I knew that she would be game for it. So were you, have you guys always been close? Oh, yeah. It uh, never came to blows or anything while we was in the car. We got along pretty good. <laughs> so what was, the, what was the most favorite park that you visited? Well, mine was when we went zip lining. Uh, I had these gorgeous men uh, that uh, tied me to them so that I wouldn't fall, and we zipped through the trees. That was fun. I'll tell you that. That was uh, in New River Gorge National Park in West Virginia, which is what we call the Thrill Seekers National Park. And what about you, Brad? What was your favorite one? You know, it really has been a series of of moments more than one particular park. But I have to say that when we were in Katmai National Park, which was our eighth and final national park up in Alaska, because at the end of that long trail, we were rewarded with, with 30 huge brown bears fishing all at the same time at Brooks Falls. And we sat there for hours wow. and we could have we could have wow. stayed there for days, honestly. That is that is an amazing sight, isn't it? I just what you're talking about, I I've i I've been fortunate enough to see that myself and just truly, truly phenomenal. So Grandma Joe, um so now that you've you've done the sixty three national parks, what do you want to do in Kenya? Well, <laughs> we're looking forward to go to Kenya in July. See what we can find. Well, you know some of what's going to be there. We're going on safari, and uh, she's been particularly excited about the about the elephant orphanage that we are going to see outside of Nairobi at the end of our, our trip. And although the, the circumstances for how those elephants ended up getting orphaned is quite tragic, it's I think it's going to be pretty inspiring to see what, what the people of Kenya have been able to do to try to turn that tragic situation into something um, something constructive and and to get these elephants uh, reared to adulthood. And and hopefully some of them will be will be reintroduced at some point. Well, especially you with, a you know, being a vet, right? You probably <laughs> they may put they might put you to work, Brad. <laughs> Just saying. My background's wildlife medicine, so I might have to keep that to myself if I don't want to end up working on vacation. <laughs> so what kind of tech are you using on your trips? Well, I mean, to be honest, we we probably could use some advice from you because what we (laughs) discovered on the road trip is that most of the places we've traveled, Google Maps is not going to cut it. But (laughs) technology could exist that could help us as we start to think about traveling internationally because a lot of times we just had to depend on the good old-fashioned Rand McNally Atlas. (laughs) Yeah, right. The good news is, is that for you guys is that there's offline maps. And so you can just select your destination. Uh, and then once you get the destination and the maps all around it, you just select from Google Maps offline and then it saves it so you don't need any Wi-Fi. As a matter of fact, with Google Translate, I don't know how many hundreds of languages that they're doing right now. You can also use Google Translate if you are in a certain part of Africa where they don't speak English. And if you wanted to actually try to speak their language or at least pretend that you're trying uh, is that you could use Google Translate, and that will also work offline. So the whole idea is to do offline. And then there's also some hiking apps. Um, one in particular is called Hiker, and that's with two eyes. And I think it's like 17,000 trail maps that they've made available offline. And if you guys are ever in a situation uh, where you may need some help, there's um, 
over at REI, they sell these things called spot satellites. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they look like a hockey puck. I used that uh, when I was on the Appalachian Trail. Perfect. Then, you know, yeah. yeah, So you know exactly what I'm talking about. And and for those of you who don't, it's just this little hockey puck and you pay a small monthly subscription fee. And then if you're ever in trouble, you can hit that button and then people can actually follow your journey, journey and wherever you're going and you can drop a note and, you know, good things like that. But it's just a really great piece of technology. So folks listening, where can they follow your your new adventures? International Joy is the new era. That's the new name of the game. So starting with Kenya next month, you can follow our adventures at Grandma Joy's Road Trip. And that's on Instagram and on Facebook. Well, bon voyage, guys. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for all the information. I wish we would have met you seven years ago. (laughs) Anytime you guys need a question or anytime you want to come back, you have an open invite, okay? Love that, Ken. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right, so you have a dead iPhone. Can it do things? A lot of people don't realize that it has a secret stash of energy, like the few extra miles of gas in your car after it hits empty. So first of all, even if you have a dead iPhone, you can still pay for things. If you've got Apple Pay set up on your iPhone, you can still make purchases, even if your phone's not on. Just hold your phone near the card reader and boom, that's it. You're good to go. Next on the list, emergency services. In the United States, all mobile phones are required by law to be able to make emergency calls even if they're not activated or don't have a SIM card. You just hold down the side button and one of the volume buttons until the emergency SOS slider just pops right up and then you slide it to the right just to make the call. And last, Apple Find My. If other Apple devices are nearby, the Find My app can still pinpoint the location of your lost iPhone. So even if your iPhone is dead, it can still do some certain things. Hey, we have a lot more tips, tricks, and secrets and great phone calls you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando Today. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, there's a wildly popular Reddit forum called Am I the A-Hole? It's a place on the internet where people share their deepest, darkest secrets or just something happening in their lives. And they ask everyone, I mean, who's in the wrong? Who's in the right? People comment and vote until ultimately a decision is made. Yes, you are. or No, you're not an A-Hole. So once a week, I present you, the home listener, a situation from the forum. And it's up to you to decide, are they or are they not? And to add to the excitement, we have a special guest ready to take on the challenge and compete for the grand prize. It's as big. It's an official Kim Commando Show fanny pack. It's worth about 25 bucks. And a free bag of Dr. Morty's Nature's Blend dog food, a value of $59.95. And joining us this week is Chulo from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Hello there. Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. So um, we're going to play a little game, and then we'll talk about your question. And what do you do there in Steamboat Springs? I'm an oil painter, a fine, fine artist. Wow, that's awesome. I wish I had that talent. I don't. I just... I have other talents. That's just not one of mine. Well, I appreciate yours, let me say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very flattered that you're here uh, talking to us. Okay, so here's the question. You ready? I think so. <laughs> okay. 
A mom wants to know if she's the a-hole for deleting her son's Minecraft world. She says that her nine-year-old son kept sleeping through his alarm. And she says, I don't wake him up because waking himself up is just a skill that he really needs to learn. Well, after weeks, she gave him a final warning that there would be consequences if he did not wake up the next day at 7 a.m. And she didn't wake him up and he slept in until 11 a.m. So as the mom says, I followed through with my warning and I went on his computer and I deleted his favorite Minecraft world. When I told him, he started screaming and crying. He told me that he spent a whole year working on that Minecraft world, creating it from scratch. Now, my nine-year-old son's very distraught that he's never going to see what he created again. He's been crying and sobbing throughout the entire day. He's refused to eat any of his meals. So she wants to know, is she the a-hole for deleting the kid's Minecraft world because he didn't get up at 7 a.m. in the morning when she's been trying to get him to do this? So... What do you think, Chula? Uh, Kim, that is heartbreaking. As a mom of two boys who have been emotionally attached to their Minecraft world, I would have to say yes in this case. Oh, it's hard to say that, though, because it's hard to judge any mother's actions. <laughs> well, let's see what the judges say. Let's see what the Internet <laughs> said. Is the mom an a-hole or not? And Chula says, yeah, she is. Well, Chula, you're absolutely right. The whole internet agrees with you that this mother was out of line for deleting her kid's Minecraft world that he spent a year trying to create. Like some of the comments online, um, did it feel good kicking down the little boy's sandcastle? Shame on you. Ooh, right? Uh, here's another comment. The appropriate solution is to make sure that your kid goes to bed earlier. If you can't wake him up, it's because you're not getting to bed earlier enough. You shouldn't punish the kid for a failure as a parent. You need to be a better parent. And, oh. Which I also agree. <laughs> That's a hard one. Now, this one is the worst. Yes, you are. Uh, and this guy writes, I hope you have some savings built up. You're going to need it for his therapy in a few years and say <laughs> goodbye to being put into a nice old folks home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was not a good thing. So, Chula, uh, thanks for playing and congrats on the big win. So you got Thank the fanny you. pack and the Dr. Marty's dog food. Uh, how can I help you out? OK, well, I heard you on Her Money podcast. And I followed your advice to get a new Chromebook for just my bank accounts um, online. Um, so my question for you is, once I started doing that, I realized all the other accounts that I have that re- have to do with banking, like my Venmo, my PayPal. And I was wondering, where do you draw the line? What should I have on that Chrome, Chromebook and what can I do in other places? Um, first of all, thanks for reaching out. Yes, I was on Jean Chachki's Her Money podcast. Jean's just marvelous, by the way. She's, that woman is so smart, okay? <laughs> just like, yes. so I'm like, yes. wow. <laughs> um, and when we were, when I was on Jean's podcast, we were talking about online scams and how she almost fell for a scam, which I was really surprised. Uh, and then that's where I mentioned a Chromebook and that the whole idea behind having a Chromebook and just doing your financial work on it for everybody who didn't wasn't privy to that podcast is that 
you're not going to be as susceptible for getting scams and getting attacked and all that other good stuff because it's not going to come in your email. So your email you're going to be do on one device, say another laptop. And on this Chromebook, and the reason why I like it is because they're safe and they're relatively inexpensive and you can only use it online and it's got a lot of other perks for it, is that you're only going to do your financial stuff, in quotes, on this Chromebook. So that this way, if you do happen to get... Uh, malware or some type of phishing scam that it's not going to be affecting your financial accounts. So very good question, Chula. What what constitute financial accounts? Okay, of course, your online banking, right? Uh, Credit card accounts, anything that you do on financial platforms, your investment accounts. And uh, then it also goes into Venmo and PayPal because guess what? Uh, That's where you're also handling your money. Uh, if you're using an accounting package like QuickBooks, that should also only be on that Chromebook. Uh, you know, and you know, Chromebooks are secure devices, but it doesn't mean that it's just an end all of end all. I mean, you just want to make sure that you keep that Chromebook updated with all the latest software patches. And of course, you're still going to have good computing standards, Julie. You're not going to make your password for your bank to be password, okay? Or let me in, or one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, and you want to be careful of suspicious links. So, you know, the bottom line is anything that has to do with your money, right, uh, is that I want to make sure that you're going to put all that on the Chromebook. And once again, thank you for your call. And thanks for the and congrats on the big win. And um, I'm going to reach out to Gene and say, hey, we got one of your listeners on the Kim Commando show, which if you haven't heard the Her Money podcast by Gene Chachki, um, you should check that out, too. It's it's a really it's a, it's a great spend of your time. And she covers a lot of financial goodies like I cover tech goodies. All right, our money tip, 10 tech freebies that you can grab right now. Because I know that so many of you are like me. We're cheap. That's right. So how about some free Microsoft Office software? Well, it's not Microsoft Office, but it's the next best thing. It's called LibreOffice. It's open source, has everything you need. Writer, Calc, Impress, which is similar to Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Uh, next on our list is accounting software. If you're just fed up with QuickBooks, of course, you can use other different programs, and we have links to that, as well as you might want to check out NetSuite. Uh, job listings. You can post a free job on Craigslist, but there are also other places where you can post free jobs, like LinkedIn.com. Maybe a free phone service. Talking about Google Voice. It's easy to set up and use. You get a number with a personalized greeting, free calling. I think it's just fabulous. Now, what about a business? Survey software. Google Forms is free and easy to use, so this way you can get some real intel from your customers, so maybe you can sell them more things or better market to them in some way. Free email newsletters. We're talking about here we're going to use MailChimp because a free account includes up to 2,000 contacts, 10,000 cents per month, and a daily limit of 2,000 emails. That's pretty great. You can get free shipping materials from the USPS. You can have a free logo made by using Logo Maker. Uh, How about social media content? Canva is amazing. I've been using that myself. Really easy to create what you might need for Instagram and Facebook and wherever else you are online. And free photo editing software. There's PixlrRx, there's uh, GIMP, as well as that Canva. And now you're sitting there going, wow, I want each and every one of those free things, Kim Commando. How do I do that? Well, you head over to commando.com and then there's a link that says show picks and that's where you'll find everything that you need to tap right into those 10 tech freebies. All right, stay right where you are. We have more of your phone calls you don't want to miss, as well as the secrets to looking just fabulous in selfies as you're traveling this summer season. And of course, you have me, Tiran Kim Commando, today. 
This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Now, if you used to get our newsletters and you stopped getting them because you said, oh, Kim, they were just horrible. I got tired of the clickbait and the ads. Well, we have totally upped the game. And I'll tell you, over the last couple of weeks, we, we've added, I don't know, 40, 50, 60,000 people getting our newsletters. And so if you're not getting our newsletters, I encourage you to check it out right now. Head over to getkim.com and there you can sign up. And it's 100% free. And here's the deal. Every single morning, I curate the content for you. This is not big tech. There's no algorithm. It's just me in my head. And I say, wow, these are the stories that you guys and gals need to know about. And then you get it and you learn it all in less than five minutes. And again, they're totally free, and I think you're really going to love it. Well, I don't think. I know you're going to love it. Head over to GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com to sign up. You're not going to regret it. Ryan in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Hello, Kim. I just have a question. My daughter is going to be a freshman next year in college, and mm-hmm. we have she has to have a laptop for school. And I went through the, the requirements. And basically, it's like uh, Windows 11, I think Microsoft 365. And the high, the most highly suggested laptop is a MacBook Air. And then there's several other ones. And I'm just mm-hmm. trying to find a laptop that, that I'll get the best bang for my buck. And it will hopefully last all four years. Which is, yeah, that would be preferred, right? So aside from the MacBook Air, did you um, find any others on the list that you thought, wow, this would be great? Oh, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Book 3, the Microsoft Surface, I don't know if it's the Go 2 or something like that. And mm-hmm. The Surface, yeah. And then I just like Acer products and different, and I, <laughs> it's I so confusing. I, it does get confusing. Um, how much do you want to spend? Uh I was hoping to keep it under a thousand. Oh, you know, you can do that. You can absolutely do that. You know, first of all, and it's you're really it's you're smart because you're figuring out what the college wants. A lot of people will call or text me or email me this same question in September and they find out that they didn't buy the right machine. You know, it's like, okay. Right. I you know, I just wasted three or four hundred dollars on a box that I don't know what I'm gonna do with it because nobody will take it back. Um when you start looking at computers, uh you know, you let's just look at, like, for example, cars. I mean, you can buy, what, a $20,000 car? You can buy a $50,000 car. You can buy a $100,000 car, right? Right. And, and a lot of it depends on the mode of transportation. When you look at laptops, you can spend $300, $500, $1,000, dollars $2,500 or more, right, uh, on a laptop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but a good a good computer that I would say to to send somebody to school with and what what is she going to be doing? What's she studying? Uh, she's going in undecided right now. But... Okay, so she's going to be taking basic classes in the beginning. Yep. Uh, like hence the the Microsoft Office three sixty five. Uh, is I always like to take a look at the uh, the Dell Inspirient laptops uh, because they they are. 
they are they are a standard and they do last for a long time. I mean, and the one that I'm thinking of is the Inspirian 16. Uh, it's uh, it's got you know 16 gigs of memory, got a 512 gig hard drive, but the display is nice and big. It's 16 inches. That's why they call it 16. See, some things do make sense. Uh, it's got a, a great processor, 12th generation Intel Core. It's got all the USB ports, and it's not terribly heavy. Okay, you know, it's not going to be a MacBook Air, but it's not going to be sitting there where it's going to break her back either. It's uh, you know probably about maybe five pounds. Now, when you start looking at these type of specs, is that it's about $725, which satisfies that price point. But also, I think it's a good choice for a college student who's going to be wanting to carry this around for the next four years. And as you mentioned, you don't want to you know, spend all that money on a MacBook Air. So take a look at the Inspirience 16. Uh, again, it's uh, about $725, Ryan, and we'll send you a link directly out to it. And by the way, in case you're ever looking for a laptop over at commando.com, we have our laptop finder quiz. And so you just go through some of the specs that you need it for, what you're going to be doing, what your budget is. And then it just spits out our, our, our very own artificial intelligence just spits out the right laptop for you. And again, that's commando.com slash laptop finder. And Ryan, I'm happy to help you out on the air and thank you for your call. You know, one thing I should mention is that if you are looking for laptops for your back to school kiddos, it always is worth a trip or a call or just look at the website for the university or college bookstore because sometimes they offer some deals that you may not be able to get elsewhere. And they also have all the configurations that your student may need. And again, that's in the online or in the college bookstore. Again, they always have a section for tech. And also don't forget student discounts because those are normally available through all the big tech companies as well. Have you ever took a selfie and you sit back and you think, gosh, that is just a horrible picture of me? Okay, you just didn't do it the right way. First, you have to be strategic when you pose. I mean, if you don't believe me, just take a look at all the social media influencers. They're just not looking at the camera. They're like pivoting their body around. They're moving around. Whatever you want to do is don't hold the camera right in front of you or worse, in front of the bathroom mirror with the flash on. That's awful. When you're taking a selfie, turn the flash off and you want to hold your phone higher than your forehead and then tilt it down at about a 45 degree angle. Next, direct light creates these harsh shadows. You want to get soft, natural light instead. So take your pick early in the morning or around sunset. And let's say someone has taken a picture of you. The worst thing that you do is just face the camera head on with your feet apart and your hands on your hips. Yeah. You want to tilt your body so you're standing in a three-quarter position and angle your torso away from the camera because then you're going to look thinner. Yes, that's how they do it. Hey, be sure to tell three people about the Kim Commando Show and the Kim Commando Today podcast. And you can find me 24-7 at the website. That's commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.